Well, welcome to another Art of Relationships podcast. Uh, I'm Chris Grace. And I'm Tim Muehlhoff. Uh, Tim, we've been talking about a number of things here, and it's awesome to talk about relationships with you. Um, as a communication expert and uh, your degree for in this area. I'm sorry, what was that last part? <laughs> as, communication a, as a worldwide leader in, in communication. <laughs> Why do I not hear that from my kids or my wife? <laughs> and then from my field, in the field of psychology, there are a couple of topics that come up. And when we talk about the art of relationship, and, and especially now, as we've been looking over the last couple of sessions about the topic of influence and who impacts us, who do we allow yeah. to impact, who do we allow in, and then and who, why? And then why. So one of the things that uh, I thought would be interesting to talk today about would be the role that influence and the role that persuasion and impact has in relationships. And so what do you think? Let's start talking about that role because relationships um, really navigate a very important, um, when it comes to influence, you have to navigate something. And that is, how do I allow this other person to know both that I care for them and that I hear them when I still have my own personal ideas and views and yeah. I want to express what I think is right. Another person I'm now with who kind of sees that they're, they are right. And now sometimes we reach this point where who is, has the more influence, who's going to make this decision. And influence is huge when it comes to relationships. So, And there's something called social exchange theory, which very simply is this. Is it equal? Because mm-hmm. if I'm in a relationship where I feel like you're always influencing the relationship, and I, I never get to influence you. Like, yeah. we always talk about issues, but it always goes in your direction. Right. It's like, I never, I never can sway the conversation. I never can get it to a point where we're going to do mine. In a dating relationship, man, that's a nightmare. You've just seen the future of your marriage. Mm. Well, let's talk about that. What, what should you look for when it comes to this area of influence or allowing people to uh, have an influence, or if you're with somebody or you're starting to be interested in or dating yeah. somebody in which this is coming up as it's not going well. What, what are the signs, Tim, that you are, like you said, you're seeing your future mm-hmm. and you need to pay attention. What do they need to pay attention to? What, what are the things yeah. that they're seeing? That- well, not only does this person that I'm dating ask my advice. Mm-hmm. See, that person can ask my advice and that feels really affirming. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a positive sign of the dating relationship. However, if you ask my advice, but never take it, mm-hmm. see, then I now become concerned because again, you just saw your future. Mm-hmm. The person asked for your advice, but I think that becomes token after a while. Mm-hmm. So I, I think you just want a good exchange. And by the way, you wouldn't want to be in a relationship where every time that person asks your opinion and you give it, he or she does it no matter what. Mm-hmm. You don't want that kind of power over a person. Mm-hmm. So for me, Chris, it is this give and take. You ask me for my opinion, and, and, and which I appreciate. And sometimes you take it and sometimes you don't take it. Well, that that's okay. That's a healthy exchange mm-hmm. between two individuals. So that's what I would like is this sense of equality within the relationship that um, you don't always do what I say, but I appreciate you listening and there's just a good exchange. And I'm open to your ideas as well. It, it has to be a two-way street. So I, in a dating relationship, um, if we stay with that for just a minute and the impact of and the, the role that influence and persuasion plays, I see that in a dating relationship, if it comes to issues like, where should we go eat? What do you want right. to have today? And I, and I give you my opinion, and it's always, well, I hate 
Chinese food, so I, you know I like this restaurant, and we, when we continue to go there, preferences like that, uh, where to go, foods, things like that, I could get. It seems as if some of this uh, could get a little bit more tense filled, a little bit more. Uh, the stakes are higher when it comes to maybe ideas right. or what we believe right. about things yeah. or the way we have maybe even specific, you know, worldview issues about yeah. how to treat, you know, uh, or what to believe about a situation or a curtain or, you know, current cultural issues. So those are harder to navigate. And, and the relationship will take a natural progression. I mean, I, I, we do both do premarital counseling. It is fascinating, Chris, when you get to the wedding, the details of the wedding. Yeah. And I've had couples who just flat out say, no, this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. This, I, I've dreamt of this my whole life, and this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And of course, as premarital counselors, you and I step in, right? You know, we're like, is there any way in which you, your mind could be swayed? And then, like, let's say he or she, whatever, says, no. Mm-hmm. Then I want to probe, by the way, are there other areas that this is true? Not mm-hmm. just the wedding day, but mm-hmm. raising kids mm-hmm. or, see, you want to find out how many areas does the person that you're becoming more committed to, they're off limits. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'll, I'll take your advice about these things. I just want you to know, if there's like two or three or four or five, I don't want your opinion or I'll ask for it, but I'm not doing it because I'm locked and loaded on five issues. Mm-hmm. Man, you want to know those issues before you commit to a person that I'm not going to have any access or influence. That would be a real concern to me. In, in a couple then that's dating and you see, let's let's say that there's some area that there's just a difference of opinion on and you're trying to navigate this well. Let's say it's maybe even where you go to church. Let's say, sure. uh, you know, th- 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 we've seen, talked to couples who one feels more comfortable here, another one feels more comfortable there, yeah. or uh, they neither feel comfortable at certain places. and But they're trying to navigate some of these things, you know, in this relationship. What, what would you say is a is some steps you ought to be able to take or do, or you would like to see in another person? What do you want to see in them? Like, I, I'll start off saying, I want somebody, I, I think you brought this up earlier. It's just that idea that I'm being, at least I feel hurt. Mm-hmm. This person takes the time, not only hears me, but then says back, so Chris, what you're saying, it sounds like, is you really want to go here because you feel more at home, you feel like God's word, whatever it is that I'm expressing, and they hear me. Now, it doesn't have to be that they agree with me, but I at least want to be heard. That, that's one thing that we need to and have. I like that, but the o- I like that, but the only thing I would add to that, Chris, is in the dating relationship, when you're moving towards marriage, mm-hmm. I don't want to just be heard. Mm-hmm. Like, like if I'm starting to keep track, mm-hmm. like, I, I think you've heard me on 10 different issues. Mm-hmm. I can't think of once you changed your mind oh, based yeah. on what I said. That is, that would be really concerning mm-hmm. to me in a dating relationship. So it goes beyond, first of all, you have to, you do have to be heard yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and accepted. Yes. <laughs> but yes. then there has to be at least some movement, some, yeah. some sense that you are willing. I, it, it comes down to a little bit about humility. It comes down to Huge, yeah. selflessness. Uh, yeah. Seeing from another person's perspective is one thing, but then 
knowing and on both sides that both of you are willing to, uh, in essence, give in. And I, you know, Paul talks and, about that in yeah. Philippians two, three, and four, yeah. where he said, you know, do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, right? And then that phrase, but with humility of mind, yes. let each of you regard yes. one another. Well, I'm hoping in good relationships, as you said in premarital counseling, when we're talking to couples, in good relationships, you're beginning to see fruit and evidence of people doing this and navigating these areas. So. I agree. Fascinating what the uh, book of Proverbs says about humility and its counterpart, which is pride, right? Uh, while re- uh, the result of pride is often described as destruction and disgrace, prideful people in the book of Proverbs, the humble person experiences honor, riches, and fullness of life. Mm-hmm. Now, if you were to take all of the Proverbs and the book of Proverbs, uh, that talk about humility, you could boil it down into one verse, Proverbs twelve fifteen. It is the willingness to listen to advice. Mm. You don't always have to do it, but do you listen? Here's a checklist I came across when I was writing on the book of Proverbs to analyze whether you think you're humble. And I think we could also extrapolate that out to the person that you're dating. But here are some questions, Chris, that I think are Incredibly intrusive. Uh, you know what I mean? So here, here are like four or five of them. Even when you feel strongly about something, are you still aware that you could be wrong? Mm. Boy, I think that's a mature perspective. Number two, do you trust that truth has nothing to fear from investigation? We, we can look into this. There's nothing to worry about. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If I'm right, I'm right. Do you reserve the right to change your mind or do you feel weak or ashamed to change a strongly held opinion. My dad's generation, you do not admit you're wrong. It was one of the greatest signs of weakness that a man could do, Mm -hmm. right? No, I'm right, period. Mm -hmm. Another one, do you feel like you need to hide past errors in your thinking? Mm -hmm. Cover your tracks. Here's the last one. Do you approach others with the idea that you might have something to learn from them? And again, I I, I would want to assess my own humility. And by the way, I, I think... This depends on different areas, Chris. Mm-hmm. Like, there's certain areas I have opinions. And you know what? I don't know much about fixing a car or fixing a nation or, you know. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I could be wrong. But, man, I have a handful of issues. And you know, we've been doing this long enough. I absolutely think I'm right. I think you have a, more than a handful of issues. <laughs> there's a whole bushel full of But no. you know what? I mean, we all have that. Yeah, we we're, we're all complex people who yeah. feel very strongly about one thing. And yeah. so you do, so if you're dating a person mm. who feels strongly about everything, mm-hmm. man, I'd run for the hills. Because mm-hmm. come on, nobody can be right about everything. But there, well, you and I know this in academia. <laughs> there are people who think they're right about everything. Yeah, it's a great it's a great list uh, to be thinking through and to be able to evaluate not only like you said yourself, but this could be a grid and a filter by which you yeah. can examine other relationships yeah. that you are yeah. in. And I think you're right, Tim. When you run into somebody that uh, you, maybe all kinds of other areas are you enjoy their personality in lots of other ways, um, and, and you have lots in common and similar interests. 
this one particular issue, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. A, a lack of humility or being willing to be open to, um, it really does lead and cause concern for you and I when we talk with young couples because we see its impact later on in a marriage oh where uh, and parent this, and parenting and parenting. That's yeah. right. The not in, in, in psychology we would talk about an emotionally intelligent person, right? Mm-hmm. A person mm. who really um, can recognize and understand the what's going on in this time is more than just being right in a particular issue, mm. right? It's understanding the impact that it has on the other person and on you. And yeah. so hearing that and being able to take that perspective of another person yeah, really begins to... to and, and if you run into a someone and you begin in a dating relationship and you're not seeing that it can be the sign of some unhealth coming up that or at least an issue that you need to start paying attention to uh in this relationship i uh, i've been recently writing about this topic so i i i remembered this one experience that i I really had forgotten until i've been kind of thinking along these lines. So in my undergrad at Eastern Michigan University, I took this one class. It was called Bible as Literature, which means they're treating the Bible. There's nothing inspired. The Bible isn't inspired. It's not the word of God. It's a a literary text. That's that's what this class was. That's what this class was. So, you know, there's no miracle. People aren't being raised from the dead. The Red Sea didn't get parted. I mean, these are all just narrative constructions Mm -hmm. to make a really good story. Well, here I am, a young, you know, a sophomore. And Chris, I I must have been a pain in this woman's behind. I am raising my hand every single second. She says something I don't agree with. I don't listen. I raise my hand and object. After You could just tell she's getting frustrated. So after one class was ending, she goes, Mr. Mealhawk, could you uh, stay behind? I said, sure. She said this to me. I'll never forget. She said, are you here to learn or to set everyone else, including me, straight? And Chris, I just looked at her. And, I, and, and that question has stayed with me, mm-hmm. Right. Am I the kind of conversationalist that really is just concerned with setting people straight? Mm-hmm. Or am, can I compromise? Mm-hmm. Can I find common ground? Mm-hmm. Can I admit that I was wrong? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the, that's the kind of criteria you want in a dating relationship. Mm-hmm. Can this person compromise? Mm-hmm. Can the, has this person ever admitted he or she was wrong yeah. ever? Yeah. Man, that causes me concern if, if you can't answer yes to that. Yeah. It, it can be really hard to um, to do this well because mm-hmm. we really are, uh, as humans, we are pretty much confined to, I, I live with my thoughts a lot. I, I understand my thoughts. I, my way of thinking is something I'm familiar with on a regular basis. And so that comfortableness yeah. at times uh, can lead to some problems where I'm unwilling to then hear or entertain something else. I remember the the poet, you remember Ambrose Bierce, who had this quote about conversation. And, hmm. and it said this, conversation is a fair for the display of the minor mental commodities. Um, we it's a fair. It's like being out in, in a in, in a state fairgrounds and all mm, these mm, mm. It, it, we're displaying all these minor mental commodities. But each exhibitor is so intent upon the arrangement of their yeah, own wares yeah. that they fail to recognize those of their neighbors. Yep. So you're sitting here arranging your own little world, your own display, 
so much so that you fail to understand or recognize even those of somebody right next to you. Now, it becomes a challenge and it's a developmental task for each of us mm-hmm. to begin mm-hmm. to say, you know what, I, I do have these important things to give and I do want people to see this and I do want to be heard and accept. But for me to step out, and this gets back to that idea of humility, to look at and to entertain somebody else's way of seeing this is an extremely important cause. Yeah, so, well, go ahead. Chris, this makes me think of, uh, so at the university I went to undergrad, I I was applying to be a resident advisor. And at that university, it, it was a massive job. I mean, you got not only room and board paid for, you got a stipend. I mean, it was the primo job and I had to pay my own way through college. So you get to the last level of interview and it's a group conversation. There is one person planted in the group that you don't know has been planted. And it's a grad student, Chris, in like philosophy or ethics. They purposely bring up an issue that they want you to comment on, right? Because you're a potential resident advisor that might have to step into this. So whatever position you are going to state this grad student philosopher was going to disagree with you, right? So, but you didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So, and you think, by the way, this grad student was young, looked young enough. You don't know that this is like a grad student. You think this is a, another person that you're just sitting with. So, I'll never forget. They asked me something, and I just was locked and loaded, man. I'm like, no, this, 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 this. And he goes, well, hey, try this on for size. But couldn't it be possible? And he does it, and I'm just going, and in your mind, you're thinking, okay, job interview, should I hold? Or, but man, that, that made a whole lot of sense, what he just said. So I stopped, and I literally said, you know, uh, I, I think I want to take first rebuttal against myself. That, uh, that mm-hmm. sounded pretty good. And the woman who was running it, I'll never forget, later said to me, I knew at that minute you had the job. Uh-huh. And I'm not trying to, you know, give myself pats on the back, but it was so good what he said. I was like, okay, I, you know what? I think you're right. <laughs> but, but man, that's so on the front end, before you commit the rest of your life to a person, mm-hmm. you want to see this in action, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You want to have deep conversations mm-hmm. and surface disagreements. Mm-hmm. I'm concerned, Chris, as well as you are, with these couples who are heading towards marriage engaged and they've not had, they've not had a serious conversation mm-hmm. about finances, mm-hmm. about faith, about family upbringing, the mm-hmm. starting of a family. You, you need to have these disagreements to know if that person's willing to give an inch mm-hmm. on some really important topics. Uh, Tim, is the opposite at all a concern as well? So for the person who is so strongly, uh, you know, right, they don't give an inch, very strong opinions on this. Is the opposite also of concern to be in a dating relationship with somebody who really doesn't take much of a stand on these things? They don't hold strong core truths. They're pretty beyond malleable. They're like, whatever you want. And I don't know. And and it almost feels as if you can go to another extreme. How would you? uh, I think so, Chris. And I'd be concerned with a person who loves that kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, I enjoy the fact that you agree with everything I say and you mm-hmm. never once mm-hmm. contradict me or you never once push back. Mm-hmm. I, I would be concerned with a person who's content with a relationship mm-hmm. like that. But mm-hmm. here's the funny thing with marriage, Chris. We know this is true. Noreen and I, Noreen's a very intelligent woman. We have very spirited conversations when we were dating. Now that we're married, those, those are the things that now greatly annoy you, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. On a good day, you love it. 
Mm-hmm. You love the give and take and blah, blah, blah. On the, on, you just say, hey, mm-hmm. hey, I have a PhD. Just <laughs> my kids, my kids now caught they're old enough that they push back. Mm-hmm. And they now refer to, um, sometimes they'll say, man, that's a dad fact. Mm-hmm. That's a dad fact. That fact is only true in your world because <laughs> they have an annoying <laughs> thing called Google. <laughs> so I'll make an argument and I'm waxing eloquent and they're like, hang on for a second. No, dad, that's not right. I'm like, shut that computer <laughs> while we're talking. So yeah, I-, I think the opposite is exactly true. You don't want a doormat. Mm-hmm. Though if you did, mm-hmm. I'd be concerned that you want that kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. I'd be concerned about it. And I'd be concerned if you want to be the doormat. Mm-hmm. You want a person to do all your thinking for you. That doesn't mm-hmm. seem healthy to me. So it sounds like when we're looking at this field and this uh, notion of influence and persuasion and impact and here, it sounds as if, uh, Tim, there's a couple of important things a person needs to look for. To and mm-hmm. especially in a dating relationship or a roommate relationship or whatever it is at work, um, it, the, the, it seems the heart comes into play here that we can discern is this person seem willing? Or, and, and all of us are growing and changing and developing, and, and none of us have this all figured out, you know. Uh, but I, I guess what I what I would say to a young couple is, uh, are you noticing or are you aware that this person? Uh, seems to have some sensitivity to this. Yeah. They're aware of yeah. it. They yeah. they know they need to grow in this area. They could be pretty strongly opinionated, but they at least admit or recognize that you know what? Sometimes I don't get it right. And and I think that for for couples, you st- you see these signs and evidence that while this diamond isn't necessarily as polished with right, this facet right. as you need, you know it's not difficult to see that in the future with yeah. this person. And let's problematize this a little bit, Chris, because you and I, we work you know, as a, a marriage center that is unapologetically Christian. Mm-hmm. Here's what problematizes this. What do you do with a person who doesn't just have an opinion or a conviction, it's a biblical conviction. Yeah. This is what I believe the Bible says period. Mm-hmm. There is no wiggle room, mm-hmm. right? That, that's interesting. And, and again, we reward that in the Christian community. Mm-hmm. We want our young students to have biblical convictions and stand by those convictions. We do not want them to waver from the faith. We want them to be steadfast. But Chris, sometimes I'm afraid that, hey, I, before the Lord, I believe this is true. Wow. Mm. Even those convictions, even those convictions, mm-hmm. I still would want to see just a little bit of humility mm-hmm. to say, listen, I really do believe the Bible says this, but man, I know some awfully smart people who disagree with me. But I, mm-hmm. by the way, I'd want to know, do you even know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the fact that you have that biblical conviction. Do you know there's some really smart people on the other side of this mm-hmm. issue? Mm-hmm. If they're not even aware of that, that concerns me. So mm-hmm. even with my deepest biblical convictions, with which, Chris, I do believe are true, mm-hmm. I still need to know there's some awfully good people who disagree with me, mm-hmm. and I need to be open to that, even as I'm pretty convinced I'm right. But am I open to what other people have to say about the Bible? Yeah. I remember when uh, spending some time overseas, um, we had traveled and... I, we spent a lot of time. I know you have back in Eastern Europe, and and we were in Russia for a while, yeah. and you guys lived there, I know, for a while. Um, it, I think at that time is when you start to realize, okay, I, I do have these convictions. I am certain uh, yeah. of this belief. But in order to uh, 
reach uh, and have an influence on the people around me, I'm going to have to really navigate how to do this in a way that doesn't shut off, uh, doesn't offend, yeah. doesn't close yeah. off, yeah. while still holding and maintaining this. And I think that kind of gets back to our original idea of influence. We have to still be in community, be aware of what we believe, but be willing to do it in a way that can actually be winsome. Yes, and, yes. and, you know, if I had to write a book, I think I'd write it called Winsome Persuasion <laughs> because it, it would be a good book. I'm thinking about it right great, now. Great title. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, hey, even the great reformer, John Calvin, I mean, Calvinism, John Calvin, I am absolutely con- believe that this is what the Bible says, had this wonderful phrase called reformed and always reforming, which means, yeah. yes, I am convinced, but I need to always revisit what I believe to be true because things do change over time. I was a, when I was with a Campus Crusade for Christ in Wildwood, New Jersey, the staff leave halfway through the summer and all the students take on different um, positions. I was the Bible teacher selected. And Chris, so I'm, I'm a junior and somebody actually recorded some of these talks. So Chris, and, and I actually got sent to me cassette tapes and listening, I'm just a little bit horrified at how rock sure I was on certain things that now, to be honest with you, I just I, I wouldn't have been so firm. And I think I was even wrong on some areas. So let's have a little bit of humility that, you know what? And I love that, Calvin. Let's be reformed, but always reforming. Let's always be revisiting these topics. I think is good. Well, when it comes to relationships uh, and when it comes to what we believe and the way in which we navigate these things, there's one area that I think is the influence of uh, the impact of an influence and allowing uh, someone else to influence us. And that comes into play in marriage. No, so yep. it, it's a big topic. Yep. How do we navigate this? Why don't we take that as, an, as another topic? What do you think? Yeah, I think this is great. Yeah. I, um Influence within a marriage, boy, that can get pretty dicey sometimes because you're living with that person. You're seeing their good and their bad. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. Uh, how about next time? Let's do another podcast. And that sounds it. great. All right. Uh, well, from the wonderful campus of Biola, uh, it's just great to be here with you guys and to Try. visit with you on this topic. And Tim, I appreciate your thoughts and taking the time. And uh, let's do it again soon.